Irish Art International presents Fresh Talk, conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird, Fresh Art producer, and today I'm speaking with Anthony Montadas, who's based in Manhattan and Barcelona. Montadas is known for decades of complex conceptual art projects, many of them centered on language. Muntadas invites viewer involvement on many levels by asking questions, and today I have some questions for him. Muntadas, it's interesting to me how the visceral surfaces in your work. A lot of what you do is so intellectual, and I'm thinking about how in your early work you engaged very directly with the senses, like your experience with the smells of Barcelona, for example, and then years later, the video that I saw just last week, Celebrations, where we kind of experienced the ecstatic, almost sexual uh, rapport between the team members and their coaches. And what other projects have you made that had for you that same sort of physicality? Yeah, I think it's um, two things come to my mind. One, then for every project, you have the project with you think needed. Of course, some projects require certain kind of things. The early works of the 70s, that it was based on the smell, touch, and taste, what I call subsenses. It was project that, in a way, activities, experience, actions, that mainly was for myself and videotape recording and photographs. It was experience, you know, to try to extend that certain aesthetics values to other senses that normally we don't communicate. Like that, this experience started with me and slowly go to another people, experience with other people, experience with materials, with situation, with spaces. And this in the show in Reina Sofia is under this category it's called constellation is called microspaces. The microspaces with time start to open and I'd be more interested to, to social community and media and uh, political issues. It means that these microspaces opens to a more microspaces. And that maybe this physicality of the body you move on to the social body it moves to to these kind of microspaces to microspaces. Uh, that's the maybe the reason that you perceive the contact with the body is less and reappear. Well, I think works are, as I say, and projects are addressing two specific issues. I'm not so much interested in the style where you could see that the work is repaid as a signature and more interesting on this course of the work than one thing brings me to another thing. In a way, I would say that every project requires what it requires and I feel like sometimes addressing to a very specific individual personal situation or things like others is larger situation. Well, recently, speaking of larger situations, you were speaking last week at the Barcelona Contemporary Museum of Art and about the Between the Frames project that you did some years ago that's in their collection now. And in the work, just to familiarize those listening, you created a really faceted image or 
in, in my mind, a critique of the Western art world by interviewing docents, museum directors, curators, critics, media, and artists. And when I was listening to those interviews, which are there in the Center for Documentation at MACBA, I heard you speaking in at least three different languages. And I know language has a lot to do with your work. And I'm wondering how you feel being multilingual has affected mm. what you do as an artist. Well, again, there's several maybe aspects of the question. Between the Frames is a project that addresses a specific moment of the art system in the 80s, where I feel like uh, everything we live now come up from that, from the system of art. I make a difference between production of art that is pretty much the work by artists and the way how this work is presented to an audience and the relation with the audience and the system that is more about the roles. I feel the 80s, those roles, they starting to have a, an incredible dimension, sometimes overexposed. And I think the exercise of power in that, in that system, it become evident. That for me, more than a critique, is an exploration. I think that museums are important, exist, and critics and galleries. But I think what my comments was is like about this overdimension of the of that system. In relation with language, in order to interview these people, I need to address to people that mainly speak English, but sometimes. If I can, I like it to address in the language original they are talking. And coming from Barcelona, Catalan country during the Franco period, we needed to be very aware that we need to get information from other sources because it was very controlled situation. All the books they was not published here, all the films they will not arrive exhibitions like that. We were dealing with a very limited information like that. French was a language to come up as a close language. Uh, we need to cross the border to go to Perpignan to buy books and to look at movies. Italy, it was also a country that it was very influential for Catalan culture, design, architecture, like that. These two languages uh, then add uh, English uh, later on. That, uh, it was part of the, the needs. You need to speak the language to order to read or to communicate it and to see things in a culture that it was certain way limited. That's really important, I, I think, for the platform that I'm creating with Fresh Art International that I am very interested in yeah. reaching out past the culture that is the normative culture for Western art. And yeah, we so are it's important to me. We are habituated in the United States that you know, everything is in English. You know, When I do the project in Atlanta, that you know the on translation, mm -hmm. the games, if you recall the language, the translator was Vietnamese, because I feel like it was in the context of the Olympic Games, it was the delegation with the smaller delegation. And also to have in Vietnamese for an American audience where audience they need to put headphones. It was a kind of 
situations that very rarely Americans they confront because you could travel in these days all around the world speaking in English, understand because you find a lot of people speaking in English, but it's rarely you go into your own language and listening in the United States, listening your own language with headphones. I think it was part of the intention of the project, but in a way, as you know, I prefer always to talk about projects than to talk about things that are more, maybe are oral speculations. I feel projects is concrete. Well, with that project on translation, you did how many how many iterations sub topics did have you explored with the bigger topic in translation? Well, at this moment, I think it's more than forty. And part is because I think the complexity of the issue of the translation, I think as I see, uh, is not about language to language, it's also about cultural translation. And uh, it has an infinite aspects of that. I prefer to address in sub-projects, in projects that are emphasized on the idea of, for example, the land of the games, the bookstore, translation the museum, on translation the public space. I think it's issues that are everyone, because the complexity of the issues of translation, I needed to address in a very specific and very focused approach. And do you think you have different audience for each topic that as you expose it, who are you trying to reach when you did the games, it was the Olympic audience. Yeah, it was Olympic area, but also it was uh, it was about Atlanta. I think that what interests me is the context of where it's produced, and sometimes the same place it's produced will be the reception after. That I like to do a work in a place, about the place, in relationship with the place. The audience maybe could get a kind of complicity in terms of understanding issues that are closer. Like that sometimes people see my work very global, but I feel like it has a lot of sense of local too. Because Muntadas explained one of his current projects. As I say before, sometimes one work brings you to another. I'm exploring the concept of protocol that I explored before in Germany in a show happening in four years ago. And the last three years after the show, I started to think in what the same ideas of protocol in Asia, in Japan, Korea, and China. And this is what I've been doing the last three years. I feel like I'm very still in the very beginning to understand a lot of these issues. Protocol as a series of rules, rituals, conventions, that happen between and inside cultures and how this it could be seen from outside but also seen from places that are closer like that. I think for Koreans to perceive Chinese uh, protocols or to Japanese to Koreans and you know between the three of them for outside, we see it as Asian conventions, but I think it has a certain nuance and particularity that make that related to an history, 
to a political situation, to a very specific personal background, then I think it's fascinating. I don't know how I could go for that because I don't speak any of the three languages. But, you know, I have the lucky that I have students from Korea, from China, Japan, and I listen to them and I, they help me. And also to travel in these cases is important. But this is an ongoing project. And I think is uh, at this moment, I only see barriers, uh, difficulties. But this one is a kind of something that is very present and is keeping this archive building, you know. How would that manifest visually? What kind of installation? At this moment, I'm building an archive, but you know, an archive for me is only way of working. As you see in between the frame, the archive is showing the set of documentation and then it's the work. At this moment, I'm building the archive for myself. When I could activate the, the archive, this it means like I'm ready to make a work. That, I am in this process now. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing what happens when you get through the barriers. M me too. <laughs> <laughs>